God, we love you so, so much. Thank you for sending your son to die on that wonderful cross, Lord. Dad, we thank you for the three words, it is finished. <laughs> Father God, I thank you for your fulfillment in your son, Jesus. God, I thank you for your grace through your son. God, that I'm supposed to be on that cross, Lord, <laughs> but I don't have to be, Lord. God, I thank you for the way that you're redeeming us, Lord. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is in us. Yes. Can you even believe it? God, that is incredible. I thank you for your never-ending, steadfast love for us, Father. I pray that we remember that as we reflect on the gospel itself. Father, we love you. In your name, amen. 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 Be seated. Welcome to um, Easter. Happy Easter to you. Today is going to look far different. We had a fantastic first service, um, ready to have just a great second service. Um, If you're new to Safe Haven, my name is Troy Nicholson, and I'm one of the teaching pastors here. Um, I do not usually wear a tie. I'm not sure I've worn a tie more than five times, um, other than weddings and funerals. But um, um, and and so, but I think I'm going to start wearing one every Sunday. Miss Kay, is that okay? (laughs) <laughs> uh, but no, <laughs> no, so, uh, hey, glad you're here. Welcome to, to Safe Haven. We usually teach straight through books of the Bible. As a matter of fact, we're in uh, the book of James. We won't be in the book of James today. Uh, we travel verse by verse straight through books, and uh, we thought it would be odd since we're in James chapter 3 to have an Easter Sunday where we all talk about taming our tongues. That would just be strange. And so we backed away from that, and uh, so today um, we're going to look at just a continuation of what does celebration mean? What does it mean that Christ is risen from the dead? What is, the, what is our hope in that? And, so, um, and then we'll jump back into James next week. So come back next week, man, and we'll be in James chapter 3. You can journey with us, and so it's, it's a fantastic book of the Bible. Um, let me kick it off maybe to set the tone maybe this way to give us an illustration of where we'll head the rest of the time together, and we'll be very brief today. Because I want to get you out, because I know that you've got ham in the oven, and um, I was about to say deviled eggs, but again, Miss Kay would kill me for that. Um, she, would, she would spank me. It's angeled eggs. It's angeled eggs. And so, anyways, it's the gift that keeps on giving nonetheless. We're all going to have them today. And uh, so, uh, eat plenty of them. <clears throat> but, but, but here's the thing. When I was growing up, we used to go to a restaurant. Many of you guys will remember the, the restaurant. Um, Shoney's, right? Uh, you dig Shoney's? And so I think it would be fitting for us to all say these three words together in honor of Shoney's hot fudge cake. One, two, three, hot fudge cake. It's where it was at. It's the jam. Um, if you've had hot fudge cake at Shoney's, you've arrived. I mean, that's it. And so growing up, my parents would always go there for meetings. And so we would sit um, away from them. They would obviously they didn't, I mean, look at me, right? They didn't want people to know that I was their kid. And so they would sit, up, sit us off on the side and they would do their thing, but they promised us, if you don't break anything, if you're cool, if, if you just hang out, if you just shut your mouth and let us do our stuff, you'll get hot fudge cake. Now, I know some of you are mad at me right now because you enjoy the strawberry pie or the, or the breakfast buffet. Okay, I get it. I enjoy that too. <clears throat> but that was it. That was the clincher for us. I would do anything for that hot fudge cake. That was the, that was the thing that we got. Well, here's what I want to get to today. 
A lot of times on Easter, we'll use it as a defense of the gospel and, and use it as a moment to go through all of the reasons you can believe that Easter is fact. It's, it's apologetics, and so we'll walk through that, and we'll walk through all the defense mechanisms that you can use to prove the resurrection of Christ. We're not going to do that this Sunday. So if you came here for that, hey, go check out the website. We have everything archived, okay? You can see that. Today we're going to do something different. Today we're going to look at, because it is fact, and we're going to go ahead and go there today, because it is fact, what does it mean for us? Like, what are the implications for us? Like, as believers, what do we gain from that? What do we, what do we get? What is the hot fudge cake of Easter, if you'll allow me to say that? So that's what we're going to kind of dive into today, as we just kind of look at a couple of things. Um, but before we get there, guys... What is it that makes Easter so special? What is it? He's risen. <laughs> what does that mean for us? And so I just want to remind us today very briefly. And this is awkward for me. So again, I'll go and tell you up front. Go, not going through books of the Bible is awkward as a $3 bill to me. And so just hang out with me. But let's just go through some of this together. The gospel simply says this. That Christ, perfect, came to earth. Didn't have to. The righteous for the unrighteous. The sinless for the sinners. He stepped out of eternity and he walked into earth and he did some cool stuff. He did some really cool stuff. He, he walked on water. He, he changed water to wine. He healed people. He did amazing things. He raised people from the dead. He, uh, he, he, he was of great benefit to people. But that wasn't the greatest part of Christ. The greatest part was he lived a sinless life, a life that none of us would ever live. But not only that, not only did he live a sinless life, he fulfilled all of the law. He obeyed everything. So not only did he do nothing wrong, he did everything right, of which neither of those we accomplish. And he, he did it. And so the gospel then goes on to tell us that he was slaughtered. But there's no other word to use that gives a greater image of exactly what happened. Our Lord was, he was slaughtered. The one who didn't deserve anything wrathful received all wrath. And in his slaughter, he was bitterly bruised, he was broken, he was ripped, he was scarred, he was maimed, and he was stuck on a cross. And we all know that story. And so at the end of that, what we have is a dead Savior. He's dead. And if we have a dead Savior that goes on from nothing else, then our faith is dead. We reap no benefit. Like if the gospel ends with a dead guy, it's just a dead guy in a tomb. And so what does the resurrection mean? Why is it so special? What does it have anything to do with us? Because what we find before the resurrection is just a good guy who died a horrible death, maybe even unjust. But today, we have Easter. And if Easter is true, and if He's risen, then we celebrate this sinless living, this substitutionary Savior who conquers death for us. It's of great impact. Guys, listen. I don't know what you came here for today. Like, we don't have any cool factor about us. I mean... For all that is uh, good and great, we, 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 <laughs> we meet in a stinky gym, right? For a time being, hopefully. Uh, 
we, we don't have flashy nothing. We don't, like, we don't, like, there's nothing flashy. But I tell you what we got, we got Jesus. And if he's raised, that's all we need. Like, that's our hope. Our hope is not in flashy nothing. Our hope is in that this guy who lived this life died and rose again. That's our hope. Because that's what we need. So, is this just a fun story or is it fact? If it's just a fun story, then we should just go eat regular chocolate and not eat Easter eggs. <laughs> if, if this is just a fun story, then all Reese's is doing is just banking off of a Hallmark moment. If this is just a fun story, then people are just marketing this bad boy to make money. But if it's more than that, then it's more than Hershey's, it's more than Reese's, it's, it's something different, it's something greater, it's something we need. It's life-giving. It's something more than that ham you're about to go eat. It's something more than the pretty clothes you got on. It's something more than the picture you're about to take. It's something more than hanging out with your family. It's something more than the fact that you got up on a Sunday morning and walked into a gym. It's something more, man. It's something more. It's life. So is it fact or is it just fiction? And again, Paul... A guy in the Bible put all of his eggs in this resurrection basket. He even went on to say this, If the resurrection be not true, then our faith is totally in vain. Like nothing else matters. If Christ be not raised from the dead, then we should just all be anarchists and go live it up. Live life to the fullest. Do what you want to do. If Christ be not raised, just do it. Like, seriously, if you don't believe Christ be raised from the dead, number one, you do please believe, and, and we'll get into that in just a second. I promise it'll be quick. But if you're hell-bent and if your heart is against that, man, just go live it up because your best life really is now. If he be not raised. And so what happens if he is raised? Why is this the Super Bowl moment? Why is this the hot fudge cake? What do, we, what do we get if this be real believer? What do we get? What do we get? What do we get? And Scripture's not silent on that. Let's look at it really fast. Here are four realities of Easter for the believer. So if you're a believer in this room on the authority of Scripture, here's four things you can bank on. And if you're an unbeliever in this room, hey, two things. If you're an unbeliever, you're welcome at Safe Haven. You are welcome here every Sunday to explore the scriptures. You are welcome in this place. Nobody will knock you. Hey, come hang out with us. But if you're an unbeliever, contemplate these things. But believers, I'm speaking to you. Number one, Easter is more than just the ham you're about to eat because if Christ is risen, then our sin is Forgiven. If Christ be raised, your sin is covered. If Christ be raised, your sin is atoned for. If Christ be raised, your sin is washed as far as the east is from the west. If Christ be raised, that sin that you're thinking about right now is gone. 
It's like it's gone. Like it's not maybe gone. Like it's not going to be gone. It's gone. If Christ be raised, you stand in the righteousness of Christ as a son and a daughter, not futuristically, but right smack dab now. You're covered if Christ be raised. If Christ not be raised, you're still in your sin. And that's what Paul says. He says, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile and you're still in your sin. So this Easter moment is, <laughs> golly. The beautiful news of the gospel is, is that Christians, we don't have Easter once a year. We got it every day. We're, we're, we're covered. We're, we're blameless. We're, we're righteous in Christ. Just as Christ brought sin to the cross, he conquered it out of the grave if he be raised. Number two, if Christ be raised, then our Savior lives to intercede for us on our behalf. Hebrews chapter 7 says it this way, He's able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him. Watch this. Since he always lives, if he be not raised, he doesn't live to do jack. If he's raised, he always lives to inter make intercession for them. Believer, here's why this is good news. Because your sin is constantly rising before the throne of God to condemn you. But if you're a believer, watch this, watch this, watch this. As your sin arises to condemn you, your Savior speaks and says, uh-uh, I got that one covered. Your sin condemns and your Savior intercedes. If you be raised. Number three. Not only is our sin forgiven, not only is our Savior interceding, <laughs> but our bodies only get better. Now this is just fun. <laughs> On the authority of Scripture, I ain't making this up, so let me just go ahead and read it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Our citizenship, believers, is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body. Somebody look to somebody your right or left and say, transform our lowly body, Right? Who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Ha, that's good news. Here's, <laughs> the people clapping, here's why. Because you know them sunspots you got? That's why. Because you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, okay, I'm getting saggy. You know? I think all mirrors should be banned, but I nonetheless have to look in a mirror and I see my eyeballs starting to sag like this. It'll be gone one day. The beautiful news of the gospel is if Christ be raised from the dead, not only is our sin conquered, not only is he interceding, but there's a future to come, and that future to come involves a resurrected body. That's good for me. Why? My knee hurts right now, like right now. My back hurts. If I bend over, if I bend over, Jason's going to come pick me up. It just is what it is. All right? Hair follicles, been long gone. All right? Long gone. Now, here's the deal. When I get into eternity, if hair is a real thing in, in eternity, then I'm probably going to look at God and be like, I've got to dig the bald thing. Just take it away. Whatever. Okay, so here's the thing. Our body decays, but here's the promise. If Christ be raised, 
new body like his. Now, why? Not just so that we can walk around and look in a mirror and go, ha ha, not saggy no more. <laughs> why? So that our body will be like his so that we can enjoy Jesus forever. Doc don't have to work no more. <laughs> Body's new. And then let's wrap it up. If Christ be raised, our sins are forgiven, our Savior's interceding, our bodies only get better, and real life is yet to come. Revelation 21.1 through 4 says this, and we'll read 5 in just a minute all together. 1 through 4 says this, on the authority of, again, I hope you're seeing all the ties. If Christ be not raised, this be not true. If Christ be raised... Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I looked, and a loud voice from the throne, again, if Christ be not raised, no voice from the throne. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is now with man. He shall dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be, them, be with them as their God. I love this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more and neither shall there be any more mourning. There's no crying. There's no pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. If Christ be raised, listen, this earth is a tease. It's just a sham. It doesn't hold a candle to what's to come. That's our hope. If, if Christ be raised right now. I love talking to Donnie and Lisa about skiing. Skiing right now is fun. It's also a scary thing. Why? You can break a bone. In eternity... Here's the cool part. Go skiing all you want. Fall down. Don't matter. No mourning, no pain. Don't hurt. Uh-huh. Raise your hands if you like X Games. Am I the only one? Okay, good grief. Jeez Louise. All right, you got to love Sean White regardless, right? The flying tomato? Yeah, yeah. He hops in the half pipe. He does these crazy things. He flips around and he does all this kind of stuff and he lands on his feet, which is the reason that I don't try it because I may flip around, ain't going to land on my feet. In heaven, me and Sean White are getting it on. It's on, brother. I'm going to be like, tomato, me and you, let's go. Why? Because you can flip around, fall, it don't matter. You get up fine. The best is yet to come. That's our hope. Right now, the beach it's fun for some of you guys. Why? Because y'all tan. <laughs> for all the other folks in the room, can I get an amen to sunscreen? Amen. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. Go to the beach. Enjoy it. You might get about an hour out of it, and you might extend that hour if you're like me if you bathe yourself in a chemical bath, right? Bathe that junk on. Might get an extra hour out there. Um, here's the deal. 
even the beach itself is just limited and a sham right now because you can't enjoy it and you can't truly engage in worship constantly because you got to take a break from it in eternity. If this be true, the best life to come is you can hang out on the beach, enjoy it, not just for your own pleasure, but to worship the God that created it. We'll engage in what we should engage in, not for our own glory, but for His glory. Like he rewrites everything that we get wrong for his glory, even working with our hands. Men, we love to create, don't we? Women, you love to create too. I, but I speak for the man because I'm not a woman. Like I love to do stuff. I like to build stuff. I like to whatever. But there's a limit to that. Why? Because my bank account is very small. <laughs> And so I can produce and whatever, but at the end of the day, I end up producing and go, hey, baby, you call Julie Beth over, and like, you like this? Ha-ha, daddy built something. You know, and she's like, I don't know what it is. Good job. Uh, <laughs> but here's the beauty. That comes to an end. Even on earth, our building and creating and doing stuff, our laboring is still kind of broken in eternity. We labor, we build, we serve, we use the gifts that God gave us to glorify Him for Him for eternity. The best is yet to come. I'll wrap it up by saying this. If this scripture be true, and if Christ be raised, then I, I just destroyed some of y'all's notions of heaven right then. I get it, I understand because some of y'all see heaven as this ethereal cloud hopping, fluffing around like an angel, whatever. That's not in the Bible, number one. Quit getting your theology from Charmin commercials, number two. <laughs> but the beauty of eternity is it's a new heaven and a new what? It's a new earth. Look around you. This is what eternity looks like. It's just perfect. So eternity, if Christ be raised, is not this ethereal cloud hopping. It's that heaven and earth collide and we experience this galactic cosmos in a way that we've never experienced before. For his glory. And so with that said, church, I would ask you to stand with me. We're going to read one verse in conclusion today aloud together. I hope you get the point today. Again, if Easter didn't happen, go live it up. For tomorrow you die. If Easter occurred, give your life for the glory of Christ because life is to come. But if Easter did happen, oh, and it did. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, oh, oh. <laughs> he holds the future. Life is worth the living. Why? Just because he lives. Revelation 21 verse 5. Read it aloud with me. 
And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Happy Easter, safe haven. Not because I say he's risen, but because he says he's risen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for Easter. Again, you didn't have to set the rhythm in place of of an Easter remembrance. But again, you're a God of, of, of Ebenezer stones. You're a God of altars. You're a God of carving out moments to celebrate. You're a God of feasts. You're a God of tabernacles. You're a God who, who, in, who delights in the fact that your children pause at certain moments. It's littered throughout your scriptures, Lord. So thank you for the gift that is a moment to pause. <laughs> oh, but more importantly for the believers in this room, thank you that Easter is every day. And thank you that our hope is to come. Because of a resurrected king who is resurrecting me. And Lord Jesus, if there's anyone in this room who's an unbeliever who doesn't trust in your resurrection, who's trusting in their own um, works to get there or whatever it is, who just doesn't believe God, there's no amount of storytelling that can change a heart. Do your sovereign work and crush their soul. Break their will and their bondage to themselves. Strike their knees and cause them to bow to the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we love you. (laughs) Not like we ought to, but we love you. Thank you. For meeting us where we're at. Draw us closer to you through the rest of the year as we worship together as a church and proclaim your good news throughout the world. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.